Hey y'all, it's Auntie Amber again. Welcome to Auntie's house. Come on in, take your shoes off. You know where your favorite snacks are. Get comfy, get cozy. There you go. We are officially on episode three. It's the middle of a Mercury retrograde, and as of right now, I have lost three episodes, (laughs) but I feel like they'll be back, and fortunately for us here in this community, I have access to a lot of great people that are willing to show up. Um, So this episode is going to be with me and Derek, Derek Rocky. Derek is a personal stylist, an artist, a visual artist, one of my close friends, and I asked him if he would come on and talk to me about his manifesting process. Um, Yeah, and I think we broke it down pretty simply. We talk about feng shui, we talk about elements, we talk about personal style and what all that encompasses. I really enjoyed having the conversation with Derek. I get him to laugh, which is just such a treasure, and I'm happy we have it on wax now. And he just really serves up some sweet, sweet game about how we can manifest with intention. And for me, I think that is a gift. The gift of awareness that we are constantly manifesting thinking about energy and vibration and what we put out into the world, of course our garments matter. Of course our home matters and what we're manifesting. Um, So I hope you take away some of the gems that I did and maybe some more. Um, Feel free to send me an email or questions or comments if there's something within the podcast that you would like more information about. Derek is also doing, um, you know, if you're local in the Seattle area and you are interested in getting a personal styling appointment with Derek, I'll have all the information available in the bio. So thank you again for coming by and sitting down with us and listening to this conversation. Um, Yeah, thank you. Peace. Hello. Hey, Auntie. How you doing? So good now that we made it here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome, Derek. Why don't you start off by just giving an introduction to yourself in the community here, and then we'll go from there. Cool. So uh, I'm Derek. the artist formerly known as Escargot. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a designer and artist. Uh, I'm a personal stylist. I do a little bit of everything that could be creative, I guess, uh, a creative entrepreneur. Um, and uh, I'm here to talk about uh, a few things related to how I create and manifest in this world. And I, I'm looking forward to sharing those experiences with you. I am so excited to have this conversation because while I've watched you manifest and I know it's something that is really one of your strengths, 
I don't think I've ever actually heard you break down your process. So I'm hoping that I can gain some stuff here too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it. I think the first thing that we wanted to talk about was um, manifesting using feng shui or yeah. Yeah. Um, so feng shui is kind of like, the foundation for most of my manifestations. Um, the art of feng shui really is a, just about creating a good flow of energy in the home. And you can do that in many different ways, but mostly through the finding harmony in all the elements and the colors of your home. Mm. Um, <clears throat> You can also make arrangements in your home that will actually help you manifest specific things. Like if you want a little bit more, uh, I don't know, maybe a little more love in a, re in a certain relationship, um, try pairing things in two in your home. So that's like an easy little example of something you can do to manifest through the art of feng shui. Um, but I think the, the main purpose of feng shui is really to... Uh, to, to really bring balance in the home. And that's our foundation from which we operate our lives. And I think if we can do that, um, then we can manifest other things and greater things in our lives. Oh. So. Um, I have a couple of questions. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Because um, it's all so beautiful. The first thing that comes to my mind is what brought feng shui into your life or how how did you receive the information was it just something yeah 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 um, actually thank you for asking i haven't really thought about that in a really long time <laughs> <laughs> those tools we get so comfortable with right yeah yeah honestly i think um i think my interest in like interior design in itself is like kind of built in um my grandmother loved decorating um my mom loved rearranging furniture um yeah I've always thought that was an important part of my life um or an important aspect of my life that I enjoyed and um I think at some point I got a book called like a really intro level book to feng shui and I just it was really interesting and there was a lot of things that I, in the book that I felt really connected to and things that I were, was like integrating into my spiritual practice were actually feng shui practices. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really cool that there was a space where um, these two worlds met, you know, um, it was the intersection of spirituality and design, you know, I thought that was really cool. So that was kind of like my, first yeah. first intro um and that that book was gifted to me by an old friend named chelsea markison who's a who's a professor um uh uh an art prof intro uh, sorry art 101 professor um now um who hadn't even gone to art school at the time when she gifted it to me so it's it's cool to like, <laughs> reflect on who she was when she gifted me the book and who she is now so um, yeah. yeah, and same <laughs> the other direction too, right? Like where you've taken it to, and yeah, and how I manifested in my life following receiving that information too is pretty cool. Yeah, hearing you say that, I'm like, of course, of course, this would marry so well 
for you, like the intuitive portion of feng shui and the spiritual part along with the design. Yeah. It makes total sense that it would just show up in your world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I heard you say that it's like the home is the foundation of where we do our manifestations. And I am totally in agreement with that. Um, and I've watched you in many um, transitions in your life. And I know that home doesn't always equal a full house. Right now you have a beautiful home, <laughs> um, but I've seen you manifest that home this way, but also manifest without a whole home if you could kind of talk about how you carry it with you even yeah, um, in your travels. Yeah. So, um, you know, living in a big city, sometimes we're often like constrained to smaller spaces. Sometimes uh, we just, we maybe rent a room from someone and that's really our, our dominant or primary space or mode of living. And um, um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter the size of your space that you live in feng shui is applicable um, to everyone. And the reason for that is, is because the foundation for feng shui, um, there's actually this thing called um, a bagua or a, a map. And basically you map out um, your home based off directional elements, such as north, east, south, and west, and its relationship to those polarities. Now, um, with that said, every space fits, no matter what its shape or its placement geographically fits within a Bagua map. Um, so you can understand where the energy lies in the home, um, even if it is only four walls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's always those directions happening within there. Yeah. Um, if somebody wanted to do a map for a small space, is there... Um, I mean, could they just pop it into Google and be able to see how yeah, to do it? Yeah, totally. Um, it's actually not that difficult to learn how to do yourself. Um, I highly recommend just type in Bagua map and that's spelled B-A-G-U-A map, um, Bagua map. Um, and you basically kind of, I don't know, it's, it's actually, I, I'll just say that it's easy to use and understand. Um, I, I uh, highly encourage you to do it, and it really helps you understand the uh, energetic relationships in the home and how, where things are, and, and it kind of explains why that is. Like, um, I want to say, for example, um, when you walk into my home, um, to the left after you walk in the door is kind of like the travel and knowledge bagua. So we keep our books there and that just kind of reinforces the Bagua and its purpose and uh, in the home. Um, so that's like kind of one example of what that would be like, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. I'm thinking of all of the things that I've seen in your house and what they're yeah. probably representing. Yeah. Now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's such intentionality that's, that's something it. that I just for me when working with anything it's like the more intention I'm 
putting into something the more of a result that is the power of manifestation it's all about the intentional magic that you're putting forward so if you put the intention like i'm going to reference my example earlier with the two pictures to manifest love or or you put a pairing of anything to manifest love um it's that intention that really helps create that it's not just the fact that there's two in the room it's that you put an intention to bring more love into your life. And so you wanted an accurate representation of that in your home. And that, and that is, that is what is helping the manifestation take place. Well, yeah, I'm thinking of how, like, um, every time you look at the picture that popped up for me was like candlesticks, having a pairing of candlesticks or holders. And every time you see that, you're going to remember your intentionality of wanting to bring more love in. So not only are you like working with the energy and the home and the world, uh, you're getting those reminders Absolutely. And you also brought in a new element here, which we really haven't discussed is the elements themselves, the element of fire. You, element. <laughs> I just love elements. You know, the element of fire, you know. Um, so oh, so yeah, then there's elements of water and air and earth in our home. And really feng shui is about finding that harmony of all of those elements in the home. So it can be mm. through direct or indirect representation of elements, such as triangles can represent fire. Um, circles can represent water. And, um, yeah, so there's, there's different things like that. Well, and you can like use circular tables in that, or like, like, it doesn't have to be a painting or like a sculpture of a circle. It could, it is actually parts, right? Like functional design, I guess. Yeah. There's a, there's like representational aesthetics and, uh, and physical, uh, as, like actual aesthetic, um, integrated in. I guess that's that's <laughs> sounds a little strange coming out of my mouth, but I think <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what happens on the inside happens yeah. on the outside, and as below, so below, all of yeah. those things. I think the the coolest thing that now, you can manifest out of learning feng shui is really manifesting wellness into your life. Um, I, I think you're right. What I I was going to ask you if there was something that you would recommend for this particular time in our world for people to manifest and wellness. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, there's, there's a, there's a lot of recommendations, but I think that the most important recommendation here for you to manifest wellness in your home and this moment, because there's so much noise in this world and around us and on the news and um, everyone's information is around us always, right? So our headspace can be cluttered with all the noise. So what I, my recommendation for everyone right now is to, to create the spaces in your home, um, that are clutter free, you're going to reduce the physical noise in the home. Keep it simple and minimalist, mm-hmm. um, integrate plants, um, and 
um, I think all this is going to help you manifest wellness because as you, as you declutter and can separate from that in your home, you can separate it in the world and the world around us. Um, so it's just a practical teaching for, um, for that. Um, and I think that is what brings the most wellness for me right now is kind of tuning, tuning out the, all the noise. Yeah. Noise takes on so many, um, versions. When I hear you say that, like I can be sitting in silence and still hear the noise of the yeah, happening yeah. right now. Um, and that piece about keeping it minimal. So it's quiet yeah, around you. Yeah. It allows a space for more introspection, um, looking within, um, it provides space for meditation and reflection. Um, it allows space for creating new things because the old stuff isn't just hanging around. So, yeah. 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 And I'm thinking that like, um, if you're going to be manifesting wellness is a foundation to start with, because if we're not in wellness, anything that we're manifesting from, from that point might not be yeah. good either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the other question you brought up like a meditation space and I'm just thinking, is there something that you would recommend to the listeners for creating a meditation space, like something that they could call in like elements or maybe it's all dynamic. Yeah. To where um, you're at. I think you can find that space you're looking for within yourself uh, you know what I'm saying? But, but also like, mm, yeah, you know, but <laughs> I, and I think that's important to say because you can yeah. have that connection to what's, you can have that connection to God or the God of your own heart, um, um, in that way. Mm. But I do mm -hmm. think, as you said, um, having the elements represented, um, if you have a space where you like to meditate, um, the sound of water is really nice. Um, um, mm. It's often nice just to have actually a fan on in the room or some wind moving in the space to, to kind of break up the stagnancy. So keeping the air moving and having a flow, I think, is really important. Um, another consideration for the elements would be uh, for earth. Um, I like to hold crystals or um, earth elements in my hands when I meditate. Um, um, and that's a whole other like road we could go down, but that's a, that is a part <laughs> of feng shui is, um, those elements and playing with crystals and stuff. And then, um, and then fire. I always love lighting a candle, um, when I meditate, um, it feels like it's sending off the, uh, the energy and it's like, if I'm trying to heal from something, maybe it'll help burn off some of that old energy. Maybe it'll help light up a space within my heart um, that will um, bring me closer to wellness and healing as well. Yeah, I um, use tea lights quite often. Just like before I started this podcast, I lit one before I do a reading. I light one just because I feel like it sets a like um, 
not to keep using the word, but intentionality or an opening up for a sacred space. And it just goes back to how, and that's, that's something that I've, from knowing you all these years, that that's something that's part of your spirituality, (laughs) right? Is the candle lighting ceremony. Um, But also like, that's just a part of feng shui and living a more balanced life as well. Um, So it, yeah, I just, I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think that too, um, a lot of people would be surprised if they looked into um, the Bagua of their home, what they may already be doing intuitively. Yes, yeah. You know, when I think about my, my candle magic or the way that I use fire, it all showed up for me pretty naturally. I didn't study it anywhere. It's just always felt good. And um, I currently live in a position where I can't burn things and use smudging the way I'm used to. So it has, um, it's always interesting when you realize how attached to a, um, a tool, <laughs> an animate <Yeah>. tool <laughs> and realizing like the power that I gave to the smoke while it is powerful I do also believe that I can just use that yeah absolutely um I think it's I think it's important for individuals uh who are new to feng shui um to experiment what works for them and what doesn't like um there's a lot of information out there because it's an old, old practice. It was actually like a way of life. Like these were the laws, how people lived was through these feng shui. Um, and um, there's a lot of interpretation. So if you come across information, if you do look things up about feng shui, um, use some discernment and and if you try something and it doesn't work for you, or if, if, if you don't vibe with it, like you don't have to continue it or use it, find other ways of applying feng shui that do serve you or your wellness, um, in your life. Um, cause there, like I said, there's a lot of information out there. <laughs> yeah. In this day and age, it's, I feel like it's like a blanket, um, take what you like and leave the rest. Like if something resonates and feels good for you, roll with that. And uh, I have noticed sometimes with practices where people can get hung up in the rules or the yeah the structure, yeah. sometimes it starts to lose its power. So I think it's important for people to... It- um, yeah, realize that yeah. you are making it's just like, it. you know, just fashion. Um, there used to be a lot of rules around fashion, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you can't wear white after a certain day. And we all know now that all those there are no rules in fashion now. Like it's all, it's like basically it's like full expression <laughs> and being yourself. It's about being as creative and like no boundaries instead of living within boundaries. Right. So um yeah, even though you, it maybe maybe something you learned about feng shui is kind of like out getting outdated. Maybe it's a belief system that doesn't serve you anymore, and maybe mm-hmm. and it's time for it to evolve. Your your intuitiveness will help guide that and facilitate that um, through your journey of um, exploring feng shui. 
Oh, I love that so much too. Cause yeah, just like with anything else, as you grow, the tools will change, the yeah. manifestations will change and maybe the way that you use that. Absolutely. I feel like that is a really good lead into what else we're going to talk so. about while you're here today. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. I appreciate that. <laughs> way. Um, but before you do that, I ask everyone a question while they're here at Auntie's house. And I just like to get, you know, different opinions. So what's your favorite snack right now? <laughs> Okay. I really just wanted to get that. So <laughs> my favorite snack right now is taking like pecans and dribbling, just uh, squeezing a little bit of balsamic mm. vinegar on them and taking a bite. I love like the sourness and then the crunchy saltiness of the nut. Um, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now because I'm thinking about how that vinegar like and, and, we're talking, and we're talking and we're talking already and then like, there's that like the really thick stuff not like balsamic mm. vinegar the runny stuff yeah. we're talking the gooey the delicious yeah. sweet mm. and you could yeah it's like a very um elevated version right and like see the thing is is i'm trying to so like you right could now, just so it. now it's yeah. just nuts <laughs> um i think every guest has given us their favorite um (laughs) it's a good go-to right (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't love a good (laughs) one And now we're officially at Auntie's house. <laughs> you know, I'm really happy that I just love you so much for everyone to hear. It it should be too. You know, <laughs> if I could make it my ringtone, I might take my phone off and do not disturb. <laughs> could you imagine waking up in the middle of the night to my laugh? <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm trying to, it depends on where I'm at in the astral plane. Do I love it? Or, as long as I knew where it was coming from. <laughs> God bless. Oh, okay. So now on to this personal stylist topic, because I'm just, I'm really excited to have people get some info. For sure. Yeah. About this, so I'll just let you take oh, it away. Gosh. Personal so, style. Yeah. Where do we Getting begin? Let's talk about like what personal mm-hmm. style is and maybe something will come up. So <laughs> okay. I think personal style is really an individual's expression of who they are on the inside reflected on the outside. So if you're wearing things like t-shirts and khakis and basic sneakers or like I don't know maybe something that's a little um, cookie cutter or like a little off the rack I guess are you really fully Mm -hmm. expressing your identity and who you are on the inside by wearing those items my guess is probably not and so 
I think that it's super important for people to um, be their true, authentic selves. And that's really what personal style is about. I see people all over that I feel like are maybe locked in a box and just they're like, like I don't know, they're just um, maybe haven't had the exposure or um, maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're scared of being themselves. Um, yeah, you know what it makes me think of too when you say that is um, sometimes when you don't know your authentic self and your true self on the inside, you may not know yeah. what you want to buy, you know what, because you're not clear on who you are. So it's the easiest thing to do is to just get that off the rack item. Yeah. And yeah. Not think about um, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like deep uh, and uh, deep analyzing that we could do um, psychologically when it, in terms of fashion and how we choose to express ourselves, especially in terms of like. My mind just kind of blew up at like, of course it matters because it's what you are putting into the world. And as much as maybe I don't want it to, it still yeah. is. It, and if I can, it also makes you think about things like yeah. uniforms and things like, um, well, you think mm. about cults and stuff, and some people wear all the same garments or wear all the same color and things like that. Yeah, color, and so I think yeah. about those things and how it's it strips it is really that powerful individual that identity, way. and that's really America is really all about that individual identity um, and fully expressing that, you know, and being that character, being that person, mm. and that can change from moment to moment. You know, um, I think. I think that um, who we are on the inside changes every day, right? So I may not wear something that I go, like I may not wear what I wore today, like ever again, because I'm not that same person that I was three days ago or whatever, mm. whenever I wear the outfit next, you know? Um, so I think that's kind of interesting too, to think about. Do you have like a conscious dialogue with yourself then when you are getting prepared for the day or dressed for the day about who you well, are or like who yeah, you're I wanting just, to present? I, when I approach my closet, I approach it with what with a few things in mind. And I think a lot of it is how is it going to make me feel? Do I feel good in this? Am I going to feel confident in this? Um, is, is this the right mood for the moment? Um, let's say, um, is it an interview versus, versus like, just like a general meeting? Um, or is it coffee with a friend or is it coffee with a new love interest? You know? Um, so what's the mood of mm -hmm. the moment? Um, and so that's another objective of how I look at it. And then, I think lastly, I, I think, I think about, I think about how I think about the fit, you know, my body changes every day. Like there are times when I can wear one pair of pants mm -hmm. and maybe I can't wear it the next day. Like I don't, my body fluctuates in size. And so that's ultimately how I approach it is with fit. What, 
how does it fit? Um, is it feeling right on my body? Can I move the way I need to move? Yeah. The way I um, need to Yeah. That one really matters to me because I can go from like, um, being with a client and reading to being somewhere and hiking or maybe not a deep hike, but like how versatile can, I need it to do a lot yeah. of things throughout the day. And I think that's the <laughs> challenge of like the modern person, right? Is because we need our, our fashion to be so, um, flexible and like, you know, like have a universal, like, um, element to it, um, based off of our needs. Right. But, um, we can't forget about that important element and it's, which is individuality. So finding ways to wear these items, um, <clears throat> in ways that, um, really express that creative identity, um, are a top priority. Um, I think for achieving confidence for achieving, um, and manifest, even manifestation. Uh, manifesting new things um, can be a determining factor on what you're wearing because, all right, put this into perspective. Um, why do we dress up for an interview? Why? Because we want to impress someone, right? Um, we want to look our best and give our best representation of what we think professionalism is. Um, and then there's a perspective that's okay, we got the job. Now I'm going to get this job and I'm going to fit in this, um, I'm going to fit in this, uh, um, within the confines of the, um, sorry, the uniform or what you're dress supposed code. to wear, right? <laughs> the dress code. Thank you. Yeah, like the dress code of it. Struggling, honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had to do that. <laughs> Okay, so, so you have to meet the dress code, right? But when, once you get that job, yeah. you should be dressing for the next role you want at the company. You dress for the job that you really want. So let's say you get the job that you could get, but now you're representing yourself in the company. You don't just meet those dress code requirements. I think it's important to also go beyond um, because it's important to not just reflect who we are in the moment, but also who we want to be tomorrow. Uh, and that's the manifestation, that manifestation of personal styling. That's how you're able to create a, a whole new world for yourself by not only just changing the way you dress, but also um, changing the way other people perceive you and might be looking out for you in a different way because, well, it's all about attraction. Well, right? and even... It makes me think about how during this quarantine, I don't really go anywhere, but I do have a routine and I do make sure that I get dressed every day. Good for you. Oh my gosh. As if I was going to. I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, the bras came off around noon or the bras, like there's multiple, but, um, but for me that like waking up and like putting myself together is it's like a start to, the, to the day like a yeah wow. it's like manifesting the day like yeah. what's the mood it makes me think it allows me to think and create like okay well I may have one video call so I at least have to get the top part looking good and how do we want to do that or um 
even if I don't have clients, though, I still get up and yeah. put an outfit on because <laughs> it matters. Like it helps. Yeah. Manifest the day. I love that so much. Um. So I'm thinking. Before I met you, I had no clue of what my personal style was, and really just avoided even looking at it. And um, I was trying to think earlier, like, how uh-huh. you got me there. <laughs> at even, <laughs> um, And I can't, I mean, there's a few moments that I really recall having conversations with you that moved me, but also watching you in motion and your love for style and how it's just part of your world. And um, uh-huh. it, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, for a person who has never thought about it before or, you know, um, is looking to open up their world of manifestation with their own personal style, what what would be the first, like, thing you would have them think about? Oh, gosh. Hmm. I would have them think about... I would have them think about like their core, like their core color profile. I'd have them think about like, you know, what colors look best on them and have at least a connection to, I feel good in something like this color and establishing like a positive reinforcement over the, the action. So, so maybe it's someone who isn't comfortable in their clothes. Well, maybe they feel comfortable in this color. Maybe they enjoy this color. Great. That's a great starting point. Uh, if we're, if I think that's a great starting point for someone who might actually be in resistance to it. Um, and just focusing on the positive, Mm -hmm. but then also really what you really need to do is just look at your closet as a collection. Um, and really give yourself a time and space to evaluate each and every piece in your closet individually. I think a lot of times when people approach their closets, because that your closet really is your identity, right? So when people are looking at their closet, they're looking at themselves. And they're they're seeing all these pieces and they're just like, it's a, it's overwhelming, right? with them all together but if you can take one out of time Mm -hmm. and take the time to do this really think about each piece uh and how it it represents in a collection um like um and then uh, i just love your language (laughs) around this too because it's not just clothes it's garments and it's not just your closet, it's your collection. So if you start taking it on, right. it's yeah. a whole different Yeah, and I think yeah. at some point as from Please. like, once you start, re- <laughs> you're, you're going to get into this process of like, okay, I need to purge some items. It's time to let go of things. It's time to let go of maybe old identities that don't serve us or maybe never served us. We were just weren't woke enough to see it. Um, <laughs> it's time to get rid of clothes that don't fit. Um, it's time to get rid of belief systems that say I can wear this tomorrow or next year or three years. Um, and it's time to renew and refresh. It's time to bring in new pieces um, 
new colors, new ways of wearing things. Um, it's about finding new ways of wearing things, um, creating new patterns, um, as in like, um, I don't know, uh, not just patterns like as in prints, but like patterns in the way we layer things. Um, and yeah. Well, that makes me think I, this I had to have came from you because I'm not sure who else would tell me this. <laughs> um, yes. Is having a That was the piece, magic that I like learned when you're getting Street. dressed. And that yeah. was a sales strategy to sell more. But <laughs> that is the truth. And that is the truth because a two piece look. Is just that. It's a two-piece look. It is a shirt and a pant. It is nothing more. It does not have depth. It does not have layers. It is fine. And you, everyone should wear at least two pieces of clothing unless it's a jumper. And then, woohoo, we love jumpers. <laughs> but adding that third piece really pulls it all together. And it gives it more dynamic and interest and depth um, to the look. Um so next time you walk out the door, instead of wearing two pieces, try three. Try wearing something new or different. And then try getting rid of something that you haven't worn in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And a third piece can be like a hat. Yeah. It, it can be a jacket. A sweater. A cardigan. Yeah, I a scarf. I find a myself a often. Can be a third piece. Third it piece. just really just gives it... <laughs> Oof. remember when you wore the fresh <laughs> that was pretty really? awesome yeah that <laughs> i sold a lot of clothing that by was wearing great... a fresh flower on my lapel of my suit jacket every day and if i had a good sale what i would do is i would give that flower to the person and pin it on their lapel or outfit or whatever and they ate that shit up they kept coming back for more. It was like that. that <laughs> well, was and talk about manifesting, establishing like a style identity. Because a, I was the guy that wore a fresh flower, and now I'm like people tell stories about the guy who wore a fresh fresh flower on his lapel every day. Like people literally share that story about how salespeople can um, enhance their uh, portfolio um, or client portfolios by. Um, creating unique and individualized experiences. <laughs> well, and I remember yeah. watching you come up with the idea um, and then watching it be implemented. But in this conversation, thinking about it, like, once again, that's you manifesting. So you're consciously thinking, and you put thought into the kind well, of sometimes flower. It wasn't it, like you just picked a flower and put it in there. When there I was, was little, running flower. a little late to work, I just ran <laughs> around the landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seattle's we did have flowers, good options around there too. Yeah, we, had a, we actually had a flower shop at, the, um, at Nordstrom, and so I would usually source from there. Um, yeah. Well, and then, so then it furthers the manifestation, right? Because you are 
gifting it to a client that's actually making you very abundant and it's yeah and it's interesting though to think about and reflection about that particular uh, strategy that I built because if you go inside of a Nordstrom it's very stale and like manufactured and like it's very clean and sterile and like you know Mm -hmm. it, it just has been stripped of all the earthy elements so you put on a you put on a flower Absolutely. and yeah, you're the only line. earth element in space. And what do people connect to? The elements. Earth, the elements. Earth. What yeah. a beautiful Absolutely. wraparound coming yeah. back to like the function. <laughs> I love it. Oh, magic's so juicy and good. Yeah. Um, I did when we were talking about um, something that you would suggest to people that are like starting their journey on finding their personal style. You mentioned a color that they feel comfortable with. And my instant programming goes to like, am I a winter or am I fall? Does well, it mean the colors that I feel? Yeah, comfortable it can be with? both. I love that. I know, I know, I know I what you're in. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the clarification here, because I think that's important. Um, and it also exposes to someone yeah. new who like what are they talking about winter colors spring are in my summer or my fall colors am i an autumnal palette or a winter mm, palette well yeah. you i would i would say if you don't know look that up and what that means um and and your favorite colors and the colors that you know like look good on you find out what those colors are what palette those colors are in and you can find what what they call what season you are or what seasonal palette you have um and it's based off like your skin tone and your hair color and your eye color and there's a lot that goes into that but um I'll probably find like like, how to find their color palette and what works best for them seasonally um I think that's a great place to start, but Mm -hmm. I really think it's important for some, for the individual to really identify with a color that they like. Um, And my whole career has been as an artist, stylist, designer has always been about like moods of colors, just like Picasso. He had his blue moment and then he had cubism and all these other things. But I really connect to colors at different Mm -hmm. moments in my life. And, and I think that's important to, for someone to feel connected with. So it doesn't, if you don't want to take the time to look up what your season is, that's okay too. I think it's important to just find a color that you really enjoy and, and wear it with confidence. I think that's a great start. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, my favorite color is purple and it is one of my like, um, missions is to find a purple (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good color but it's so um juxtaposed to what I think I you know I think I'm probably a fall by nature yeah you know and I've seen your colors have changed and you've what colors you like kind of fluctuate uh I think when we were at the magic shack Mm. um in Seattle um you really, you were really coming out of this connection to jewel tones, and you were in that space of like um, colors that had a high, mm. 
Lots of prints, really bold. Prints. These were Paisley. bold, bright colors. Yes. <laughs> this is so and, much print. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I watched it transition. I forget that I even wore Like during yeah. the Windy era. Um, and for those of you who don't know, hashtag Windy Wolf, um, mm-hmm. meditation teacher. <laughs> Your style kind of got more earthy, <laughs> and then, and then, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, oh, I can see why that like, would happen too. And I think, yeah, street style really—it's solidified in more of a modern street style for you. I think um, that's when you started opening up and blossoming and caring more about um, mm-hmm. your garments or your clothing and. Um, and and then we got to see who the real That's you when you was help. because you you were closer to yourself and that that expression and yeah. so your style has a new phase and what it is right now and it's more like hip hop and street style and um and you're playing with colors that I haven't seen you in before and it's it's just so awesome because you have evolved you've exactly well, so much closer exactly. to exactly. who I am on the inside too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, if anyone would like to book you for a styling session, I think we should talk about that. But I, first, I would like to share my experience of how you changed my life. Um, Because we did live together in a period of time in the Magic Shack, a wonderful apartment in downtown Seattle. And um, I remember you going through my closet with me and I had things in my closet that I had carried around for years. Like maybe even Probably. Years. Maybe t-shirts <laughs> I had in high school. I don't know. Um, yeah, scarves, a big bag of scarves that I never wore. And um, yeah, you really helped me go through that individually and see my closet more of a collection but then the piece where you took me shopping there was a moment when you said to me that um and I think you know it's important to say here I was struggling with how to present my body in a way that I felt comfortable to the world at that time with clothing And I think often that has been my struggle with clothing is like um, figuring out the mood of what I'm trying to produce, which right now (laughs) I'm having this revelation that I didn't know because I didn't know me. Um, (laughs) But something you said to me that really mattered was that there was never anything wrong with my body. Like I would try to my it, yeah, it was like, always oh, about big for the this. clothing conforming around I, you, or you trying to. It's actually the other way around. Your understanding wasn't a reflection on like, um, on how the clothes sh- should fit you, but how they were fitting you, um, and there was a disconnect there. And it, the, it's not about changing your body. It's about finding the clothes that really work for you. It doesn't matter what your size is. It doesn't matter how big your breasts are. Um, It doesn't matter how big of a booty shaker you got. You can find clothes that work for you. And there's nothing wrong with your body in the process. And you have to remember that. Because it's not... 
made like clothing that's um yeah off the rack um there's fa- you know fashion fashion it's just that like it's not made to order it's not made for you it was made for just a general shape and to hopefully fit and to make a sale and and you, you are not everyone else and everyone's body is different right well um, yeah. so I don't think I ever had that awareness before because, you know, the way the programming works is like, oh, these are the clothes because they're here (laughs) and I should be able to fit these. But the bigger perspective is, is like these clothes are just made for like a cutter version of what they want us to think we should be. It's made for a very generalized (laughs) body shape and hopes that it'll fit, you know, and and it, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and it has yeah no i love that to do i love that you came you back are. and shared that with me i think i think that was why part of why i was so successful in women's apparel um so i really made people feel good i had that human connection i had that like i had that third eye that was woke and just beaming and i could see things and i just offered things from a different perspective you know, I heard a lot of complaints about um, from women about their bodies, and it was hard for me to hear all this all the time. And so I think I eventually I learned tools to help, like, mm. at, like abstract thinking tools on how to get people to reframe that, like, position, that, that, um, that programming. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. programming or... <laughs> what a gift to those and for women. the sake of <laughs> you know for but everyone i do it, menswear too yeah <laughs> <laughs> very well too i mean yeah i could see where um everyone can benefit absolutely from taking yeah. an evaluation of those um, styles, it's right? just offering a new perspective on um on what you wear um, and it's a perspective that's not in our, uh, that our own. Sometimes we get locked in about like seeing ourselves a certain way or like having these preconceived ideas of what is best and what is not best in, uh, and rules that we kind of go by. And, um, yeah, just like, yeah, let all that go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And do what feels good is what I heard you say too. Is what yeah. colors feel good? What do you? What? How mm-hmm. is it going to fit that feels good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love the feels good. Well, and um, not to go backtrack too far, but I feel like this is important. Uh, how did you find personal style? Oh, like, gosh. why is this your special? <laughs> I think. Oh, this is the emotional part of going to Auntie's house. <laughs> For a long time, I felt like I couldn't be myself. For a long time, I felt like I had to live in a box. And for a long time, I thought I had to be someone who I wasn't. And I think that my liberation from that is what really helps me help others 
through personal style. Because I help people get out of their box. And I help open up people's minds. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why personal styling chose me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think in your work, what you just shared with us and how, how much of a, it's not just like, um, a thing that you do it's a part of who you are it's a part of every process is what makes you so extremely yeah. good at it because you get Absolutely. it from that inside and if and if anyone is interested in booking an appointment um you know you can reach me out on instagram um you can reach me um through my email um i don't know if you can find links on your podcast to that sweet um Oh yeah, I'll link you up. Lovely. I'll link you. Um, it'll be in the bio. It'll be in all the things. Well, and just like oh. having. <laughs> sorry, I'll let you do it. I'm just so excited about your services. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been really so fun. <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I will make sure that everything is linked so that people oh, sure. can reach you. A um, couple of quick questions, though. Are you, do they have to you know, be local? Um, Are you by chance doing any I've never considered things? doing a virtual appointment. Uh, that's something I could probably adapt to. Uh, I really enjoy, like, in-person appointments. It's all about that connection. Um so if you feel safe, um, reach out for an mm-hmm. in-person appointment. Um, if you're still interested and would like me to consult your closet or um, <clears throat> you want some fashion advice, just reach out. We'll try to get something set up. I think it's an opportunity here for other people to reach out and uh, to adapt in new ways um, with forming connections. Yeah, I love it so much. Um, Okay, so takeaways are minimalize the items in your home to promote wellness if you feel so inclined and be thinking about what your favorite color is to wear and what you feel most comfortable (laughs) with. Sound good? Yeah, good, good, good. Okay, thank you so much, Derek, for taking your time. I'm hoping that you might. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what I know you have so many things to talk about. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there might be a live band. No. All right, be time. blessed. Love you. <laughs>